what's going on this is kenny buller on the second floor podcast welcome everybody thank you so much for tuning in for those of you who've been listening and following thank you and for those of you who are new and listening now thank you as well for taking the time out of your day to learn how to survive in health and fitness if anyone is interested in learning how to thrive in life and business and get some tangible advice and tips on how to optimize and elevate your business and life to the next level please check out our youtube channel as well for all audio platforms that we're on, everything will be serviced to you on the health and fitness side to optimize your life physically, mentally, and spiritually. We bring to you today a very, very unique guest, Ali Majed, the youngest guest we will probably ever have on this show. Ali is 13 years old, set to become a pro soccer player in his life, and definitely I'll put all my money on it. His father, Ahmed Majed, great guy. I am so honored to know him and his son and his family. Uh, if you want to learn more about Ahmed himself, he is the coach of Elite Academy and um, is a great guy, is a huge part of his son's success and uh, his willingness to commit fully to the game of soccer. Uh, check out his episode from season one. However, Ali himself, he is the man of the hour today. Ali has have has had two back-to-back provincial championships. He's gone out to Spain at the age of 10 years old without any communication with his parents to prepare for one of the biggest camps of his life. He was playing at the highest level of soccer for six years with Soccer Elite Academy and Northside United FC. He's won over 20 high competition tournaments. He has a school all-time record of 5,297 juggles with his feet. He plays and he trains roughly, and I'm not kidding you, five to six hours a day. Uh, the kid lives and breathes soccer, and literally when you're listening to this, it's you're going to think I'm sitting next to an adult because he is so mature and so res- responsible for his age, you know, thanks to his rock-solid parents and thanks to himself for just living and breathing, uh, you know, the true... Uh, mannerisms of what it takes to be an athlete at such a young age. Uh, He's become two-time tournament MVP, three-time tournament top scorer. He was voted MVP in grade seven in his soccer academy. I mean, come on, the list goes on. Now, most importantly, I want to bring to your light what we talked about. And before I do, quote of the day, we cannot always build the future for our youth, but we can build our youth for the future. And this was by Franklin D. Roosevelt. Ali, when I brought him on, wanted to talk about the following topics, and we really bring them to light. He himself mentioned to me that he wants this episode to be all about leadership on and off the team. We talk a lot about soccer becoming more of a lifestyle as opposed to an activity. And we mention the experience on dealing with what self-doubt is like especially at the age of where Ali's at. And I'm telling you, I, I, I mean this honestly when I say this, any kid out there his age, any adult out there can really learn a thing or two about how Ali himself deals with self-doubt. We talk about the sacrifices he's had to obviously make in his childhood, as well as how quickly he has felt he's had to mature in order to be at the level he's playing at right now. 
Ali himself wanted to make it clear that he would love for athletes alike to listen to this, soccer players, younger people, people who are open-minded and, of course, aren't judgmental to really, uh, you know, see what it's like to be in his shoes. So without further ado, guys, super excited for you to listen to Ali. Let's dive in. So, Ali, welcome to the Second Floor Podcast, Thank buddy. Thank you. Awesome to be here. You are officially and most likely to this day and for the foreseeable future, the youngest guest we've had on. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool, cool man. Yeah, it's pretty cool. We've had your dad come on, mm-hmm. Ahmed Majed, mm-hmm. speak on his experiences, his lifestyle as a coach. And now we're putting the spotlight on you today, buddy. <laughs> yeah, let's go. And, and we're talking Excited about your perspective and, and how you pretty much have grown up with soccer being just a part of your lifestyle right big part yeah and i want to start off actually with something that i fortunately had the chance to see with my own eyes Mm -hmm. when i was working uh, closely with you and your team at elite academy for a few times i felt like i was being indirectly and directly coached by you (laughs) based off of what you were doing yeah and one very special moment man that i saw and i'd love for you to speak on is there was one of your teammates who had to shoot uh to score a point for for his mm-hmm. side of the team yeah and he started to get emotional yeah he recognized pressure was oh, on yeah, him yeah. he got a little worried and i saw what you did i don't think you knew i was carefully watching you pulled him aside and you said hey buddy what, what what's going on why are you crying and i could tell he shared with you that oh i don't want to let the team down there's a lot of pressure on yeah, me and you said sure. hey man this is fun like yeah. let's let's have fun here it's practice mm-hmm. you have nothing to lose yeah, Let's sure. get back to why we love what we do. And if you, if you miss, who cares? Yeah. It's not the end of the world. Just do exactly. your best. Exactly. And I got to see with my own eyes that leadership quality that mm-hmm. I feel like is just, it's innately built into you. Yeah. I can see how much your father made sure of that and your mother and your family. But mm-hmm. I'd love for you to speak on why, especially when you told me you wanted to talk about leadership, why that's so important for you. I think it's just because like when somebody's down, I think it's, someone has to pick them up because in their mind they're they're thinking like oh what do i do and to have someone there it just gives them the the confidence to go out there and just dominate and when you have like someone like me like inspiring you and just telling you like um picking you up you you don't feel as pressured as you feel confident in yourself right Mm -hmm. so that's one thing like about being a leader is you always have to pick your teammates up bad situation good situation always be there for them whenever they're down yeah big time and when 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 i when i see the role that you play was that something that uh you you needed to have right away or did that take time to build like how much were you focusing on yourself first prior to the team Mm -hmm. so for me like i have to lead myself before leading others Mm -hmm. i have to tell myself build myself before I can help others. So for me, it's like, you know, my dad has a very good leadership quality too with, you know, all the coaching he does, all the academy, club, all the, everything that he does. So I get a little bit from him, but, uh, (laughs) you know, um, it's, it's, it's definitely something that you have to build as a character Mm -hmm. because it, not everyone has it, you know, it's, it's very rare, Mm -hmm. especially someone to step up and take charge as, you know, someone who's down, it's big, big responsibility, right? Yeah, no, big time. It really is. And what was something that um, led you into soccer in the first place? You could have chose 
any sport mm-hmm. how did you even fall into soccer being <laughs> your, your fitness of choice yeah i think honestly it wasn't the choice mm-hmm. it's just it's built in the family yeah. my my dad he's played professional at a very high level he's, he's best high level in canada and i think it just in like i grew up with a bottom with the ball at my feet nice that that's just how it works yeah. and it's just it's installed in my veins and i love it that's yeah. just what i love to do most no oh, that's awesome buddy i always find that we naturally want to do something good at whatever mm. our parents did and yeah. then we reach a point where it's like okay do we want to keep doing it yeah uh, what, what was your moment when you realized that after the fact that you know it was just introduced mm, to you yeah. like it was like uh-huh. walking yeah. but like any other exactly. human they yeah. have to start walking mm-hmm. their parents teach them because that's what you have to do in life yeah and because your dad did it because you know you you knew that that was important to him but For also sure. it, it maybe created a closer bond with him as well mm-hmm, of course what made you recognize that hey you know what i'm not just doing this because my dad did it i'm doing this because i love it because i love it exactly. did you have any like defining moment when you recognize that soccer is just going to be there for life for you mm-hmm. for me it's when i joined nsu my club team i made so many friends and we just we clicked it's just that like it's not just you it's the people that surround you it's the people that can help you and it's the people that can can just create so many opportunities for you mm-hmm. and can just like hard to explain it's kind of like someone to support you when you're when you're down if i pick someone up when i'm down they're going to be there for me too mm-hmm. you know yeah that's kind of the concept and that's it's not just soccer it's bigger than that right yeah what are some other qualities that made you that, that made you see that it's more than beyond the sport itself? Mm-hmm. For sure. Sorry, buddy. One sec. The audio yeah. is just cutting out. No problem. So I'm glad we have the headphones. Yeah. Let's see what's going on. Oh, there you go. Looks like if I move it here, we'll be okay. Cool. There All you right. go. Yeah, like what what does soccer give you beyond the sport itself? What what are some other things that have happened um, through the sport? Mm-hmm. that you probably wouldn't have gained if it weren't for, mm-hmm, for sure. um, being a part of it. Yeah, I think for sure it's the level of maturity because mm-hmm. it's it's soccer. Like, uh, we'll talk about this after, but I went to Spain and yeah. that's just, it's it's being there while I was young. I was 10 years old, you know, by myself. And I was just, it, it's it's like you walk into a classroom and you'll see everyone fooling around and you just see and you know that yourself that you've matured that you know you could sit down listen to the teacher and you could just you feel confident in yourself and you know that what you're going to do next you know some kids don't have that the level of maturity especially at my age you know teenagers you know it's 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 a big concept there's so much discipline to it yeah for right? sure 100% there's so much to it mm-hmm. and i find that when you put yourself in a position where you are able to chase something Mm -hmm. you know you you recognize that in a team sport you're not just by yourself you're not on your own there's other kids your age exactly your level higher lower who also feel like they have this ball of energy Mm -hmm. and then it's awesome to see because you see how much energy someone has at the beginning of a game and then by the end of it they're they're gassed they're spent but then you see what it took to, to mm-hmm. exert all that energy out. And it just translates over into other uh, mm-hmm. elements, like for sitting sure. in class and being still and getting ready for the teacher to, to talk. Yeah. Right? Uh, I know it was awesome how you said that you want a lot of other kids your age uh, to listen to this. 
mm-hmm. and, and be able to hear uh, from your perspective how being a part of a sport has helped shape that level of maturity you have right now. Mm-hmm. Um, what is that? What has that done for you? What are some things in your life you feel like you've been able to accomplish because of that level of discipline? Mm, for sure, I think it's that's that's what wins championships. You know that that that's what can win you a game. It's the level of discipline and the level of we get to the game. It's game time. It's go time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's that level of focus and discipline that you need that you need not only to win a game to do good on the test to to talk to people just to talk to people in general know how to speak to people and that's just that's it's huge it's not just in sports but in life mm-hmm. you know well, how, how do you feel like that helps you gain confidence in in speaking with people guide me through that mm-hmm. so basically like like i was saying like the level of discipline like when you go into a classroom it's kind of like um how do I say? It's kind of like how do you say? Um, it's it's just the confidence, right? Cause like if you if you are like speaking to someone and you don't have the level of maturity, you don't you're not gonna speak to them correctly. You're gonna look, you're gonna sound weird. You're gonna sound like you don't know what you're talking about. But if you have that level of maturity and level of focus and level of discipline that you've learned from others and you learn from yourself, you're going to have a good conversation with that person. You're going to talk to them in a good way and you're going to you're going to sound good. You're going to sound good. You're going to sound smart. Yeah. You know? How much of that in the moment does it help you be present as opposed to feeling like you're thinking of something else because i know for me when i was younger even mm-hmm. to this day sometimes yeah. i tend to you know my, my mind will go elsewhere and i need to remember that hey mm-hmm. i'm in a conversation yeah and in order to have a decent conversation mm-hmm. you have to make sure you're paying attention yeah, always, right yeah. and that's something a lot of kids they struggle with yeah some right they, they feel like their attention span becomes so much shorter shorter yeah. where the other person understands that mm-hmm. whether it's an adult or someone their age is like oh okay we're just kind of Having a one-sided conversation, this person's not really completely there. Yeah. And you go to so, that, yeah. what helps you stay present from what you learned in soccer in conversations with people? Mm-hmm. It's 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 the attitude that you have. Like if 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 the coach is talking, the whole group's there. The coach is talking, and you see a kid looking away, looking at the sky, daydreaming. It show, it tells you something, mm-hmm. right? But if a kid's dialed in, he's looking at the coach, he's listening, the coach knows that he has a certain level of respect for the player. Yeah. And that's big, especially when you're at a trial. The coaches are going to look at every little detail, right? Totally. And put that to work. That just goes to show, right? I Mm -hmm. mean, a lot of it is like cues, right? The physical cues in conversations or just respecting the fact that in order to listen, you have to focus your your physical attention on that person. Exactly. Right, the eyes, the the mm-hmm. body, the body language, language. yeah, exactly. It's huge, right? And with what I saw with my own eyes, I'd love for you to speak on this. What do you guys do in practice as a team to make sure that that communication is is there, even in the game? Mm-hmm. What are some things you guys do? And I saw it with my own eyes. I thought it was beautiful because I can bet that other teams don't focus on it as much and i remember if this if this is a hint at all coach ahmed your dad would be like hey guys stop this is what's Mm -hmm. not happening we need to make sure it happens exactly and then when it did happen it was a world of a difference yeah can you maybe speak on for you ali what were those cues that needed to happen in the game 
to make sure you guys were working as a team? Make sure we're trusting each other. That's a big thing because if you're on the field and you don't trust each other, you don't you don't know how to communicate with each other, right? So if you're talking to someone and you like on the field and you're saying, "Hey, like you have the ball," and they're saying, "Hey, pass me the ball," and you don't trust that person with the ball, how are you supposed to give it to them, right? Yeah, exactly. You know I what like I mean? that. And yeah. in order to build trust, you have to make sure you gravitate and mm-hmm. get their attention. And and we've and like the players on my team, we've known each other for a long time. And so you build that trust when like if you go and you build a team with players that you don't know and you go to play your first game, there's no there's no chemistry, there's no trust. I like that you say that. I think yeah. that's super important, right? I find from a coach's perspective, we focus so much on, you know, obviously finding a game plan mm-hmm. on the field or in the gym for the person to win. But then it's like, hey, what are what are you guys doing as a team or even as an athlete yeah. when you're off the field yeah, exactly. to feel focused mm-hmm. and, and to ultimately win? And uh, a lot of that's the team bonding, mm-hmm. right? So from your perspective, if you, could, <laughs> if you could draw out a map of a perfect world scenario where you could tell us what's worked for you or what you want to do with your team, you know, being the captain in some scenarios or, or, or making sure everyone is having trust with one another. Mm-hmm. What do you feel like is your best advice uh, to give uh, for, let's just say, athletes as young as you to, to build that trust with their team and to, mm-hmm. to create more bonding moments? What can they do off the field together? You know, it's, it's as simple as hanging out. Yeah. It's as simple <laughs> as talking, yeah. getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, 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 man, there's so many things. It's, it's just, it's off the field, not only on the field, but you're like, you're saying it's, it's off the field. Like how you're going to talk with someone, as we were saying before, right? So it's getting to know that person, getting to know every player has a different personality, right? And you need to get to know them as best as you can. So that on the field, it's, it's just, it, you just click. That's just how it happens, right? Big time. I absolutely agree. What, what do you do in a situation when someone who's on the team who clearly has good skill, mm-hmm. they're very skilled, yet they're stubborn. They, mm-hmm. they're, they're the, I don't know how to say it, the black sheep of the team. Yeah. They don't, want, they, they don't believe in the team bonding. They don't really show up. They stay quiet. You know, on the group chat or yeah. on uh, when everyone's hanging out, they maybe they don't come or they show up and they kind of feel like it's pointless. Yeah. How do you motivate that guy to believe in the trust, believe in the system of, mm-hmm. hey, man, like we got to do this. So, yeah. you know, like have you ever been in that scenario? Actually, like it's happened before for sure. Um, the whole, Like let's say you have the whole team and they're all agreeing and they're all talking about something and someone doesn't agree. It's 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 like the team is telling them because we all trust each other and that one guy doesn't trust us so at like as it goes on and as it the, he keeps doing it he's gonna realize oh this is my team mm-hmm. i have to trust them because i'm going to be on the field with them right mm-hmm. as, but you could be the best player in the world but if you don't have the right attitude towards your team and towards your coaches and towards your towards anyone that you talk to you're never going to be anything yeah, that's a, that's a mic drop right there. <laughs> Honestly, it's it's so true. That's yeah. that's how I look at the progression of life itself when you're trying to find the right fit yeah. in what you want to do, whether it's being an athlete or getting the right job. 
Mm-hmm. You can have straight A's. You can mm-hmm. you can feel like you got it all figured out. You can yeah. know the game inside and out. But if you're a complete jerk, exactly, and you're living in this world that it's me against the world, it's not going to work. Everything works by collaborating, by 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 taking the aspect of recognizing that we didn't win unless so and so passed the ball to me and communicated and talked and we get we we trust each other. We built that. We already know that we have it handled because yeah. off the field, we we get each other. We exactly. know what we're we're looking out for one another's best interests, yeah. right? That's sure. awesome, buddy. I want I want you to tell me about Spain. Oh yeah, that's um, mm-hmm. you 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 were there at ten years old, and there was something that you told me earlier, and I, I want you to tell me. I was shook, and I I, I didn't realize how intensive this was. Mm-hmm. Uh, share that, and then tell us um, what that was like for you. So. Um... Went to Spain, and it was we spent about twenty six hours in the plane, three two flights, two flights. I'm pretty sure, yeah. And we get there, and you're not allowed to talk to your parents. No phones. At ten years old. At ten years old, you cannot communicate with your parents. You get two minutes a day to talk. Two minutes to talk with your parents. Wow. No devices. You stay in your room. And you're you're set with the certain people in your room, and you just bond. You just stay together. You stick together. Can't come out of your room unless you have permission from the coach. You wake up. You go downstairs. You meet. You have breakfast. You go play. And it's just the level of sacrifice, right? So much. Yeah. Yeah. What? Wow. What changed about you when you came back? Oh man, it was it was just. Like we were saying earlier, it's the level of maturity that changed. Like, of like, if I'm gonna play at the highest level, this is what I gotta do, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. This is how I'm gonna. This is how I'm gonna make it. This is how I'm gonna go far. If I understand these principles, that um, that they're that they're providing me with, that they're telling me, you know. Yeah. In Spain. What What was some of the things they told you in Spain that made you recognize and was an eye opener for you to mm-hmm. to feel like you were maybe here at, uh, on the level of maturity mm-hmm. and you need to get here to be able to swim with the sharks for sure when i went to spain it was man, the level of play it's it probably was, on a different level hey yeah whole different level and that's when i realized like man there are some amazing players out there mm-hmm. you know and it, they, they didn't really tell me they showed me like they they showed on the pitch yeah because actions speak louder than words yeah Totally. You know? And that's that's just how it goes. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's what they showed me. And that probably made you way hungrier oh, yeah, to realize, sure. right? 100%. You, you kind of go from like being the best guy back home and you feel good and it's a boost to the ego. Mm-hmm. And then you go to Spain and it's like, whoa, wake up call. Yeah, exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. And I always find in those cases, you know, a lot of people don't make it to the big leagues, right? They'll get a taste of it. Maybe they experience a loss. Mm-hmm. Some, they'll 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 die on that hill. Exactly. They're okay with it. Yeah. They'll come back. Okay, you know, they made it that big. Yeah. Okay, throw in the towel, away they go. Others, they'll feel like there was this fuel fired up where they got to see how good these players are. Yeah, and I take it you were the lat, like you were the latter. You were, you know, somebody who saw what needed to be done. Experienced it, yeah. So when you saw that with your own eyes, Ellie, what what happened with the training? What what what, what elevated? What what made you go? back home and be like okay this and this and this needs to change what were what were some of those changes that happen for you to feel at that high level consistency mm-hmm. it's a big word when you 
I could set a goal that I'm going to do 100 push-ups every week. You do it for the first week, you do it for the second week, you do it for the third week. You don't do it anymore. What do you learn? Nothing. Yeah, you just plateau and you start back at square one again. So when I got back from Spain, I trained nonstop. Intense. Right? And that's what I had to do, even in in my team. Mm-hmm. I, I I was just, it was so intense. And I, I told my team, we got to work harder, mm-hmm. right? Because if that's what we're going to do to get to the big stages, wow. right? And that was a big, big, like you were saying, wake-up call for me mm-hmm. when I came back. How many more hours were you training when you came back? I usually, like, to this day, Around five or six a day, mm-hmm. I'm on wow. the field. Holy moly. Yeah. A day. A day, yeah. I bet you that's what, let's just say, someone on average does in a week. Yeah. You know? Like the it's bare the minimum. Right? Yeah, that's a big difference. Now, well, when you do that, again, I, I, I kind of want to know from your opinion, there's so much different levels to athleticism, to soccer, to you know are you playing to get to the big leagues are you playing just to learn the sport are you playing just for fun how do you make that decision at at your age when you know you're you're, if people don't know already you're 13 yeah right this is mind-blowing right and for you to go back and look at it like that kudos to you for like just being able to add that fuel to the fire let's say for anyone else i mean like what are some of the decisions you need to make at at, at a young age mm-hmm. to know where you fit cuz let's just say that any option is not it's not like one is the 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 best one or mm-hmm. or the one is the one you should do i find as long as anyone convinces them that that's where they fit but how do you even make that decision at such a young age for you mm-hmm. it's 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 confidence mm-hmm. it's being able to set out a goal because if you're playing darts and you don't have a target to hit, you're not going to hit anything, right? My goal right now, I'll share it with the viewers. Let's do it. Is to go to Spain and make Club Deportivo Leganes. Nice. Professional youth team. To get a trial there and to make the team. That's my goal and that's my target. And I'm going to keep striving every day to, to, to achieve that goal. Right. And that's it's it's huge. Right. To make that decision. And as you're saying, like, how do I make that decision? It's it's natural. You if you know you're good at something and you know, you think it's self-belief. Right. If I believe I'm going to go do it, well, I'm going to go do it. Absolutely. Right. And and I find uh, this is talks about a lot in life. Have you heard about Mm -hmm. the concept of smart goals? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So in order to make that a smart goal, let's do it right now. I love yeah. that. I love that you were willing to share it. And I think that's important. Yeah. I think it takes a lot of balls and it takes a lot of integrity <laughs> yeah, sure. and, and a lot of honor to be able to sit here and tell the world that, you know, mm-hmm. like that, that back to your point, confidence. I love that you did that. Yeah. So in order to make it smart, like let's, let's make it specific. That was specific. I love it. You yeah, know where no you're problem, going. No you know what academy you're going to do. Yeah. Um, making it measurable. M, um, how do, how do we measure this? What, what do you feel like you need to do? in the next X amount of time to mm-hmm. just get a step and another step closer to it? What needs to happen from now mm-hmm. till that happens? I think, um, How can we measure it? Yeah. So from basically, um, you know, COVID hit, I was supposed to go to Spain earlier, but COVID hit. Yeah. So um, 
basically like it's it's just I just have to keep working and keep working and keep working right so until I get the op- everyone has an opportunity everyone has their moment the thing is can you capitalize on that moment can you show the world what you're really made of can you shine can you shine in your moment they say the biggest players they shine in the biggest games mhm that's how i look at it Absolutely. And you made a really good point on that. Something like COVID happens doesn't mean you stop. No. Right? I can't imagine. I bet there's going to be a p- dozens, thousands, hundreds of thousands of people that are going to come out of this because let's be honest, this isn't forever. It feels like it will be. Yeah. But once we get out of this, we're going to see some all stars in all aspects of life yeah. new tech, new development, new infrastructure, uh, new hungry athletes mm-hmm. in this case. Yeah, right, who are still sure. training during this time. So once game day does happen, once scouting starts all over again, easy. Let's go. Right, you, yeah. you already did the work. Others, it's an excuse. Yeah. Uh, when COVID's over, then then I'll go back to the yeah, gym. Exactly. Oh, when COVID ends, then then. And I mean, it's it just it's very mm-hmm. easy to make that excuse. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's good you're still out here putting in the work. Yeah. And that's I feel like that's where I strive. Others stop, I keep going. Exactly. Does you know? that does that does that idea that motivate you? Of course, man. All all day. Like when that, you wake up and you're mm-hmm. thinking, like, man, people whenever, are still sleeping. Yeah. Whenever I wake up, how am I gonna get better? What am I gonna do today to be better than yesterday? Yeah. What am I gonna do today? So tomorrow I can do what others can't. So tomorrow I can do. So tomorrow I do what others won't. Right. That 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 that's my motto. Ali needs to write a book. Seriously, <laughs> honestly, if you write a book, I'm gonna be the first to buy it. It's so true, man. Hundred percent. It's very wise. Wise beyond your years saying that. Yeah. Right. To be able to understand that every day counts. Exactly. It's a compounding mm-hmm. effect. Yeah. I love sure. how one of my favorite coaches said this. Yeah. I'm listening to him. It's on the uh, uh, London Real podcast, mm-hmm. and he does video cast as well. I saw it on YouTube. His name is John Donaher. You at the age of 13, Ali, pretty much said what he said in, in, a, in a different way. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful that you mentioned that. Yeah. I respect you for that. He said that, you know what? If you look at your life, 2% of the days that you live, the 2%, ideally, mm-hmm. are going to be the most world-renowned days. Yeah. Right? Oh, that day you went to Spain in your life. Oh, that day you won that championship. Oh, that that day you're going to sign that document for you becoming uh, a professional soccer player and going out in Europe to do so. It's going to happen. I know it. But those days are 2% of your life. What about all the other days? Yeah. You know, when when mom and dad, you come home, hey, Ali, how was your day? Oh, it was good. Mm -hmm. Another day, you know, soccer, five, six hours of training. It's cool. (laughs) Same thing, just a different day. Yeah. However, he said that, okay, in the 98% of the days, Look at every single day that passes by and ask yourself, what did I do to make sure that those 2% of the days happen? Mm-hmm. Like, what did I do today to make sure that, hey, maybe that 2% turns into 5%. Yeah. Maybe I get more days that turn into these world-renowned, unforgettable days. Yeah. Because each day, there's that 1%. Yeah. There's that There's that something that I'm doing that's chipping away, chipping away. And sometimes it's not hard. It's just showing up. Yeah. It's like, okay, today I have to practice. I don't care how tired I am. I, I have to go. Maybe my body's sore. Okay, no problem. Yeah. I'm just going to work light. I'm going to work on my foot movement. I'm going to tell coach, hey, I had a rough, I didn't sleep well last night, but I'm here. So just don't beat on yeah. me. It's my seventh day. 
mm-hmm. three hours of practice, but back to your point, communication. But at least you're showing up. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, and um, that's, yeah, you hit it spot on, yeah. I think. And definitely. I mean, to, to segue into that, Ali, self-doubt. Right, mm-hmm. that's something that I think everyone experiences, whether everyone, they want to yeah, admit it sure. or not. 100%. Do you have any um, rituals you do or anything that helps you with self doubt sometimes? I think, yeah, for sure. Me, um, analyzing, I don't know if all my soccer players that are watching, Chavi, Iniesta, Kevin De Bruyne, you're probably not familiar with these players, but mm-hmm. legends, mm-hmm. legends, analyzation. I'm not. I may not be the biggest. I may not be the strongest. I may not be the fastest, but I'm the smartest. Mm-hmm. Right? It's it's all about how can I use my technical abilities to beat their fast abilities. Mm-hmm. If they're coming straight on me and I have the ball here and they're coming as fast as they can, boom, change direction. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you could change direction like this or like this. Yeah. Right. It's it's just momentum, right? It's using your mind against their strength. It is, yeah, and that takes a and lot. That takes a lot of respect for the technique, mm-hmm. right? That that just shows that okay, five six hours of practice you mentioned a day. Mm-hmm. Well, what are you doing in that practice? You're pr- you're probably drilling mm-hmm. that move, yeah. So you feel like you could do it with your eyes closed, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. For sure, I think. Um, yeah, definitely. Like that's that's what I work on, you know. Like, I am basically I'm a young boy playing against men. Yeah. You know, that's that's just how I look at it. And you know, sometimes they say adults overthink things, mm-hmm. and I'm still that young boy. Yeah, yeah, you exactly. Know? You don't have much to stress about. Exactly. You're in that's there. You're saying. you're thinking about this mm-hmm. and only this. Yeah, that's right. Right, which which is good. It yeah. just goes to show that the younger you could get into something you love. You know, the quicker you can adapt and grow yeah, into exactly. it. I, I always say that about um, martial arts, right? Yeah. Like I, I fortunately grew up in uh, the environment of yeah. training uh, sure. originally with Taekwondo at the age of nine. Mm-hmm. And I remember there was once this uh, this student, he goes to me and he had, he had trouble with even just footwork. Mm-hmm. He's in his yeah. early 30s, late 20s from what I presumed. And he, he said, he's like, Kenny, like what's... What do I got to do to move my feet like you do? Yeah. He's like, I don't get it. He's like, it's, you make it look so easy. And I just simply said, hey, so for starters, don't compare yourself yeah. to, to, to me right now. Like, don't bother doing that. You, it's, it's your first week. Let's start with the basics. And I said, secondly, I said, you're in a way right now, you're having to retrain your body how to move. Yeah. You lived, let's say, at least 25x years of your life moving a certain way. Now I'm teaching you a whole new way to do it. Yeah. And then I, I just went home that day and I'm like, okay, respectfully, I do have to, as a coach, slow things down sometimes. Because at the rate I was trying to teach him at was similar to what I learned as a kid. But back to your point. You know, you're you're so young that you could adapt quickly. Yeah. That's why they say usually you can learn and pick up a language when you're younger. Yeah. Because you're not having to add that in to the, the memory bank, I like yeah. to say, in your head that is already stored with so much information. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Now it's just you start fresh with a clean slate of paper and you move a certain way and then you pick up onto that. For sure. Yeah. That's you know? spot on. Yeah. I think uh, especially because, you know, like, as you were saying before, like, older people they have so much to worry about you know Mm -hmm. and me i have one goal one goal only 
Yeah, totally. You know? No, I agree, man. Yeah. And, and that, that makes me, you know what? I want to ask you when someone's very goal-driven, and let's just say, and, and I've seen this, man. I love you. I love Elite Academy for this. You mm-hmm. guys are so yeah, for sure. generous to, to anyone and everyone depending on what circumstances they're in. Like I remember seeing Coach Ahmed like take in certain people who are less fortunate, right? Yeah, like some people sure. who love the sport, they love to play. Maybe they can't make ends meet right now. No problem, come play. You guys love to play. We'll figure that out yeah. later. Let's just see you grow and let's let's make sure some people it's gonna t- keep them out of trouble and it's gonna make them focus on those goals. Hundred percent, and that's I th- yeah, good. So I was just gonna ask you like yeah. what. What would you say advice for someone who's like watching this or they're listening to you and they're like, well, their, their doubt kicks in and they're like, well, I'm not as fortunate. I can't, I can't afford or I, I'm right now surrounded around people who, who aren't going to lift me the way you have your like mm-hmm. community and, and, and yeah. other players you're around. How can that person who even feels like, you know, they're good at what they do, whether it's soccer or something else, but they want to, they want to be better. Yeah. For sure. Locally or surrounding themselves around better people. What advice would you give them, Ali? I think find the right people to be around. Mm -hmm. Because especially, like, that's why the academy is such a great academy. I love it. Because there's there's no negativity. There's always the people that I'm surrounded in the academy, people that my brother Adam's surrounded in the academy, and people that even my little, little brother could even. You know, there's always it's positivity nothing's negative mm-hmm. you know and that's that's a big part and that's why the soccer league academy it's growing so big and i think like joining a program like that it's going to help you so much not only to improve as a soccer player to get you more confidence mm-hmm. to get you more you know loud you know to to speak up to to break out of your little shell if you have that you know yeah. like i know there's a kid in the academy um, he he first joined the academy. Was shy, you know. He's walks a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now he's broken out of his shell. You nice. know, he knows how to do that quick feet and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I mean, it helps, right? When you have the right people around you, surrounding you, and just telling you, like, you know, if you need help, you go to you go to someone. Like, you know, I'll always be there to help you. Totally. You know. Because totally. like, if you need help, come. I'll, 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 I'll let you know. And if I don't know the answer, the coaches will certainly know the answer. Yeah. You know, that, that it's all about people that are surrounding you and the role models leading by example, you know? So true. That mm-hmm. sense of community that yeah. you really get to build with one another, right? For sure. There's, there's no time to waste. You know, there's no time to complain. You got mm-hmm. someone who's going to pick you right up as soon yeah, as uh, exactly. you notice that. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah. How do you personally deal with losing, Ali? When you lose, what happens? Because I know, I don't. I, this is my opinion. It's like when you're so young and you deal with it, it feels like the end of the world. <laughs> yeah, it's like it, it feels like, hey, you know what? As you get older and the competitions get bigger and the sacrifices get bigger, yeah, it still mm-hmm. sucks. Let's be honest. Yeah. No one wants to lose, but there's a learning lesson always associated with it. But like for you personally, and feel free to be honest. Like yeah, what, what, when you lose. How does that feel? What do you What do you do? How do you, How do you handle that? Man, to be honest with you, when I lose, man, I I get emotional because yeah. I'm I'm very competitive. Totally. You know, like anything I do, I don't care if it's game in the park or national finals. Mm-hmm. I want to win, and I mean I'll get emotional, but like if I do get emotional, I use that emotions to fuel myself. Mm-hmm. Right? How? Am I, so there's there's two ways to look at it. There's the first way like. 
you get emotional, you lose. Oh man, it sucks. I'm gonna go home. I'm not gonna do anything. Just think about this. Graze over it, you know. And then there's another thing. It's okay. I lost. It sucks. But how am I gonna use that emotion to get better? To strive off that. Okay, it's done. It's done. You lost. You can't go back and change it. Mm-hmm. Right? How am I gonna get better and strive off of that? My emotions. Right? And that that's a big, big part, especially in athletes' mind on how they act in a game or in a situation where it's big pressure. How are they going to act on that, right? Lots, yeah. yeah. And I, I like how you capitalize on the emotional aspect mm-hmm. of the yeah. game. I've spoken to certain athletes about uh, something similar to this um, in terms of how emotionally driven someone is in mm-hmm. competition or in yeah. preparation for competition yeah. i know right now we're talking about a very specific element yeah. and do you find if you play on that notion of emotionally are you very emotionally motivated in the game like do you hold that emotion in or are you kind of like zen out you just you put the emotions aside and you, you kind of yeah. ex- just just flow yourself into it like how mm-hmm. how emotionally motivated are you in the game I mean, I'm motivated, but when it's game time, it's game time. Mm-hmm. My emotions go aside. That That's why I love the game of soccer. I respect that. Right? Like, when, when I, like, let's say I have I have a big test tomorrow, I have a final test, and we're playing a game. When I step on the field, man, I don't think of anything else. Yeah, yeah. You I know? like that. And that's, that. I just play the game. I enjoy myself. I mm-hmm. have fun. Right? And that, that, that that's why... I think I play good under pressure because I don't think about the pressure. I just go and I I go and I enjoy myself. Yeah. And I think that's a big part, especially when you're playing in certain situations, right? Well, you're still you're recognizing that it's fun and it's why you yeah, do exactly. it. You're in there and you're having a good time. It shuts everything, everything else down. off. Yeah. And I, that's honestly like with fitness and working out and and any element of how someone likes to move their body. Mm-hmm. That's the best part about it exactly yeah get the gains get the w whatever it is but hey you're emotionally there Mm -hmm. and even like your point the emotion shut down Mm -hmm. when you're playing and now you're in flow state now 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 all you care about is just the actual activity itself you're finally back to our point earlier being present yeah right so that's awesome man i I like that that's a good way of looking at it that's neat that's cool outside of that Guide me through who is uh, one of your biggest uh, inspirations. Who do you aspire to, um, you know, whether you know them. Uh, you can mention one or two, um, you know, whether they're very big in the world and iconic. Who do you aspire to in your life? Me, for me, the two, I think, to greatest ever play the game. Actually, there's three people. Nice. <laughs> the hit list. <laughs> Messi. Ronaldo mm-hmm. and my dad. Hey, there you go. Made the top three. I love it. <laughs> so um, for me, this is how I look at it. Ronaldo, he, he like, sorry, let me start with Messi. Messi, he's God-given talent. Mm-hmm. He works hard, but God-given talent. He's someone you can look for, you know, how am I going to play? You know, like how, that's more of the tactical point of view. Ronaldo different Ronaldo worked hard man this guy would train non-stop you know I think that's that's how I get motivated especially from him because 
he he just he he was a little scrawny kid when he was 12 13 years old mm-hmm. you know and now now he's a beast yeah you know? no given talent no just given talent. all, it's hard, all work. hard work you know yeah. passion determination ambition you know how am i going to get here and then my dad he motivates me every day you know gives me those pep talks and he fuels me when i'm you know when i'm getting a little bit down on myself and i just i love him my my, my mom my dad my whole family yeah, you know totally. they all they're all supporting me through everything no i love that man and you know from from one person who has a very supportive family to another that's a that's a huge bonus mm-hmm. right it's a, it's a huge huge bonus and let's call it for what it is i mean to have your family support in a sport that you play yeah, for sure not everyone gets that chance mm-hmm. you know a lot of families and that's why i never take that for granted right a lot of individuals they reach that point where yeah the sport is just there to have fun stay out of trouble mm-hmm. okay now you're almost turning 18 now you have to go to school and you got to get a good job <laughs> yeah. you know and it, it shies away from hey you know what you could make something out of yourself through the sport and a lot of men like a lot of the greatest people of all time they've had um it's kind of funny some of them have had the full parent support and have become uh, who they were and thank them for that and others have had nothing yeah and they kind of resented that and they they were like okay i'll, I'll prove to you yeah you know exactly. so i know it could kind of be on either on end either of the side. extremes yeah. in your case what do you find like through your family or even in your household that um are just things that have been put in place uh you know whether it's routines or regimens or even like like just just how you look at your dynamic yeah. Uh, as, as someone who has the ability to play this much, what's been done? And mind you, why I ask this is so other parents who are, you know, they 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 are raising their kid to to aspire to be like that, or maybe they're not, and they're like, hey, you know what? Maybe it does feel good to support them, and mm-hmm. anything you say here can help, you know, guide them through potentially yeah. adding that to their routine for their kid. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's like. Sometimes, like, even me, like, I'll get off track of something, you know, I won't, like, I'll just get off track of whatever I need to do, and my parents help me, you know, they support me through, like, if I get off track of something, let's say I need to do my homework, it doesn't, you could be anything, mm-hmm. you know, let's say I have something to do, and I don't do it, my mom or my dad will tell me, hey, did you do this, you do this, right, and then it's also, my, my brothers were so competitive with each other, man. <laughs> I love like, it. we'll go outside, we'll set up the nets, and we'll play, and man, we will beat the crap out of each other. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, so I think it's, um, it's definitely, like, my my family supports me so much. And I think that's a big part of why, why here, where I am today. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think it's just the support. Everything else will just come on its own. Mm-hmm. You know, no, that's so true, man. Like being able to openly have your family know what your day looks like and what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure that level of commitment your parents given, making sure you get things done, mm-hmm. that's not aware unless you tell them. Yeah. And unless they're aware and you exactly. being open and be like, okay, yeah, this is what to do for the next mm-hmm. week. And yeah. this is when I have my test. And, you know, back to your point, communication with your parents. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. Right? Like for just sure. letting them know certain things and, you know what I find, man, is at a young age, I don't know if you've ever experienced this or if you had friends who do, sometimes we, we feel rebellious. And we know, you know, our parents mm-hmm. are always, oh, they're nagging me. They want me to do this and that. Yeah. They won't get off my chest. Mm-hmm. 
But the reality is your parents just want, want you. what your best interest. They have your best interest at heart. If anything, they want you to become the most successful person in the world. Yeah, they're and they're, just, yeah. they're just going to do everything willingly and, and lovingly to support that. Mm-hmm. Right? And yeah, then, for sure. I think that's a big part, especially because whenever your parents, you know, do put a little bit of... They put a little bit of they put the hammer down. Uh huh. Yeah. Yep. Like that. That's that's not because they they don't like you or because they're they're not there for you. It's because they are there for you. Mm-hmm. It's because they want you to be successful. It's because you know they they. My dad always tells me, I I do everything for you, not because I want you to be like me. I want you to be better than me. You know, I want I want you to 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 be more successful than me. I want what's best for you. And so whenever he does give me those pep talks, that's that's something I always remember. I love that. You know? Yeah, that's awesome. It's always that he's not there to, to pick on me, to criticize me. He's there to help me through, you know, my journey of trying to go pro and trying to be successful. Yeah. And and you have a very special case scenario there, too, mm-hmm. because, you know, we talked a little bit about this with uh, Ahmed, your dad. And if anyone wants to, you know, get his perspective, check it out on our first season yeah. um, on the second floor here. And... I'd like to kind of ask you a similar question mm-hmm. I asked your dad is you're you're not only his son but you're also a member of the team he's coaching right and a very important role very important member that yeah. you are and, mm-hmm. and and you know a team captain and everything along those lines now for you we could start asking this question in a way where do you like personally separate in your head that okay dad is coach in soccer and okay mm-hmm. moment we leave he's dad mm-hmm. like how, how does that work for you knowing that he yeah. plays a big role on and off the field mm-hmm. our uh, our relationships it's, it's unique for sure because um you know he's a very busy guy <laughs> yeah he, he's a great coach but for me i look at it as not as my dad telling me something mm-hmm. but as my coach telling me something right so like as you're saying He's still my dad, but just because he's my dad, he's not doesn't mean he's he's gonna go easy on me. Yeah, you know, especially because you know my dad very close. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he pushes me harder than anyone on the team. Nice. You know, have someone says, "Oh, coach's son, he gets playing time." No, Mm -hmm. no. Have no special. If I'm not performing, he'll cut me. Yeah, I'm telling you. There you go. So you know and respect that Mm -hmm. there's no special treatment. If anything, he's going to push you harder because you're his son. And also at the same time, you separate it. And that's awesome to hear. Mm -hmm. I know that can be very tough, but it just shows. I I see how close you guys are on and off the field. And it's awesome to get both both (laughs) perspectives, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's cool. Outside of that there, Ali, I want you to share with me, um, you know, anything that, is a mantra you follow any sort of principles that you find uh, make you a better player make you a better person um outside of everything we talked about so far you know very open book uh why i ask this is uh the focus of this season you're in right now is very heavily associated with survival and fitness and health Mm -hmm. right so uh with that in mind giving key tangible tips from all our guest members to, you know, elevate whatever they're doing. Maybe mm-hmm. it's soccer, maybe it's not. Yeah. Maybe someone's listening to this and like, oh, awesome. I, I can learn something yeah. from, a, from a star athlete who's who's up and coming and is young and is hungry. Um, just any tips you have for anyone yeah, just I trying think, to improve mm-hmm. outside of what you talked for about sure, with think. what they do in fitness and health. Yeah. So I think, you know, there's a saying like, 
just get off the couch. You know, like you'll want to go do something, but you're you. It's called your comfort zone, right? You'll be sitting down and you'll just be chilling. And yeah, me when I don't like when I'm not training, I don't know why I feel bad about myself. I feel like I need to go do something, but you know, some people they just they. How do I say? They're not very striving to doing it, and they they just don't know how to to go actually do it. You know, and if whoever's watching, whoever needs to know, it's just just get off the couch. When you start something, you'll finish it, right? Yeah. Especially because, like, if you have if you want to go do something, and you just you start it, you want to do it, and you're gonna finish it. Right. That's that's actually great advice. Yeah. It it all it all begins with actually the first step. Mm-hmm. you know you, just getting up yeah get yeah. off the couch like get put that couch. on the checklist put it exactly right you get on the couch you melt a little bit yeah. you watch tv you know mm-hmm. netflix and all these shows now it just it goes into the next episode right yeah. away they're trying to keep you there mm-hmm. right exactly. and in reality it's like okay i need to go to the gym just saying going to the gym yeah that is stressful enough yeah for some people it. right oh i gotta go to the gym mm-hmm. well what's the first step you have to take to even go to the gym Get in your car. Start the car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get in the car and start it. Yeah. Before that, change your clothes. Yeah, exactly. But that, that, that's what you're thinking of. Back to your point is just take take the first step. Yeah. You know, take the leap. Just exactly. Right from there. You're trying to think, go to the gym and there's five steps to do so. Mm-hmm. And I always like to say in an yeah. aspect of being a, a trainer is like, you want to run, you keep booking the hour to run and yeah. now you're overwhelmed by it. How about this? Tell yourself you're going to run for two minutes. Easy. Change your clothes, get out, tie your shoes, step outside, run. Two minutes. That's it. And once two minutes pass, you're like, oh, come home, no problem. Yeah. But guess what? If you want, keep going. Yeah. Ninety nine point nine percent of the time, you're two minutes pass, going. your guns blazing. You're like, ah, yeah. oh, you know what? I might as well go for another yeah. while. I already I already got two minutes in, right? Yeah, for sure. So starting. Make it worth it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Big time, big time. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, buddy, when it comes to you know, everything about you and what you offer, you know, I feel like we talked a lot about what you wanted to to mention, which is ambition and hard mm-hmm. work and dedication, yeah. uh, being passionate, uh, yeah. you know, indoctrinating the mindset of a leader, right? Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you feel like you want to speak on that uh, we can bring to light? Mm-hmm. I think for sure. So um, one time we were playing, playing a game called Lightning. Mm-hmm. Lightning, it's a shooting game. And everyone wants to win in this game. And you, you get scored on, you're out. And it was me and um, my friend. We were, it was me me and three other teammates. We were playing. And um, there's a pass comes. And he shoots it. And he comes up from close. And mm-hmm. he shoots it. I'm like, hey, he's too close. Hey, he's too close, right? And it's... it's and then that, that was the moment because the coaches were... Okay, he was too close. Mm-hmm. Deal with it, right? That was the moment where it's like, okay, that's gonna happen in life. You know, things aren't always gonna go your way, right? And that that's that's where the the ambition comes in, where you know you want that to happen, but you gotta learn from your mistakes and you gotta learn from your experiences, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's a big thing, especially I learned in that moment, right? Yeah. 
you could spend so much of that time arguing why it happened, how it happened, back to your point about losing. Mm-hmm. Just be solution-based. Yeah. What do we have to do now? Let's mm-hmm. not be that damn close again. Yeah. <laughs> right? Let's let's fix the situation. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's it. Just fix yeah, it. Exactly. Right? And I find there's so much energy we have in a day. Mm-hmm. There's only so much energy we have on the field. For sure. And it's up to us how we want to use it. It's like a video game. Mm-hmm. Right? You have that max bar. You know, if you keep pressing buttons, pressing buttons, X, triangle, you know, yeah, just- <laughs> square. Okay, now you're, you're gassed. Uh-huh, exactly. And you just like complaining. You spend yeah. all that energy. Just slow it down. Yeah, slow yeah. it down, slow it right? Down. Okay, what do we got to fix? Okay, let's, exactly. let's look and see. Let's just keep fixing and drilling this part. Distance, keep the distance, keep those cues, mm-hmm. right? They help go a long way. Now it's drilled in your head. So yeah. that's awesome, buddy. Yeah. I think it just goes to show... Back to your point, I could tell, and I'm so glad I saw it again. How you guys practice is very unique. Um, sure. Not to spill any of your guys' secrets away. No, I know don't worry it, about that. It, it takes uh, it takes a very special, dedicated team and coaches to orchestrate that level of practice. And I, yeah, I will sure. say myself, I encourage anyone listening who's in uh, and around Alberta or even Edmonton to, to train with these guys right see yeah. what it's like to be a part of elite sure. and um maybe if from your perspective you can share with me what makes a good practice in soccer um what does that look like ali like based off of maybe the theme or structure that you find you guys usually follow mm-hmm. so anyone else can orchestrate that if they're not privileged enough to be yeah. on elite team and they're they're listening from abroad yeah so i think for sure it's the level of intensity mm-hmm. you know because like if you if you're calling for the ball and you're doing a drill or something, hey ball ball, it's like no like hey ball yeah ball. It's the level of intensity that you need to have within your uh, scene, your structure, in your practice, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, it's 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 how dialed in everyone is, mm-hmm. right? It's that tension spam as we were talking about earlier, right? It's how how can you make the practice so that you feel like you got something out of it how can you make the practice so you you know that you i can look myself in the mirror and say i put everything on the field you know yeah. it's that intensity that makes the practice good right yeah. by the end of the practice do you feel like you can leave home knowing you put in 100% and exactly. you had to give 100% exactly you know that's awesome man yeah. well you know what on that note, Ali, I want to thank you for being here. Cool. I find that, you know what, you're somebody with, and I'm sure you can, you hear this enough times, but you have a very bright future ahead of you. And outside of that, in order to, to assure that it's still bright, keep doing what you're doing, buddy. Thank you. you know? And I even outside that. of that, man, I find you'll get a lot of people who'll tell you that for years. And I could tell you don't let that get to your head. You're, you're very respectable. You're such a joy to be around, you know, <laughs> and you you have this this drive and this level of understanding as a player, but also as a human that you don't get anywhere by yourself. Yeah. And I see how much you give that attention to your coaches, to your teammates and to yourself. I, I love For how sure. you've even made points about that. You know, like in order to be good at something, you have to be comfortable under your own skin. Mm-hmm. And I see that you really are, you know, going back to you feeling confident about talking to people and knowing where that, that conversation's going just through how you look at the game. You got to know where you're going to take the ball. 
So kudos to you, man. Keep doing Thank what you. you're doing. Appreciate know it. that you're on the right path and you're doing what you can right now mm-hmm. as opposed to letting it all get to your head. Just keep doing what you're doing. Man. Yeah, and I think I think I'm I think I am going on the right path. I think I'm gonna keep striving to be the best player, not just for the team. Mm-hmm. Not not just not on the team. Not to be the best player on the team, but be to be the best player for the team. Yeah. Right? I love that, buddy. Yeah. That's awesome. I ask every guest this. I'm going to ask you, what does it take, in your opinion, to be on the second floor? And what I mean by that is not necessarily yeah, on the yeah. show. Yeah. If you want, sure. But more so in life, like to elevate, to get to mm-hmm. the next level. Yeah. You know, to to, to really indoctrinate that, that level of survival. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you feel like it takes to, to take it to the next level? Oh, man, so many things to say, but I'll keep it, keep it short here. <laughs> um, self-belief. Believe in yourself. If you don't believe in yourself and you see, oh, man, this guy's good. He's better than me. No, you can't say that. Mm-hmm. This guy's good? Okay, I'll show him how good I am, too you know there it is yeah <laughs> and awesome. it's, it's just you know the ability to to as we were saying before just get up go work go work 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 and eventually all that work adds up you know and yeah. it rewards you with something right dude you fire me up you make me want to do a workout <laughs> right now man oh, like I'm, man. I'm ready <laughs> outside of that buddy where yeah. can people follow you where can people um connect with you yeah. uh to keep being a part of seeing your journey. Mm-hmm. You can go on my Instagram, awesome. Ali. and uh, you can go to my dad's account, Soccer mm-hmm. Lead Academy. You'll find me there. Contact me, Instagram, via DM. Yeah, that's it. There it is. Well, thank you so much, man. It was a pleasure having you, buddy. Yeah. Appreciate cool. it. That Sounds was awesome. good. Yeah.